The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Out there, they might fire on you. I don't care what they do to me. They're 
Jimmy, by now, every piece of equipment in the U.S. has been alerted to stop whatever the heck that thing is. That nobody wants to see the president kidnapped. But we can't bring any firepower to bear on him without risking your father's life. What are you and the rest of your little soldiers going to do? Well, I can't tell you exactly. There are contingency plans for things like this. Why? I don't know. I'm, I'm not a member of CENTCOM, but there must be something that... Uh, CENTCOM, please. There is no cause for alarm. We come in peace. This is Commander Barg aboard the spaceship. We are a communications vessel from the matrix of the mothership, Niklos 7. We seek information only and have borrowed your President Alexander in order to get it. He is quite safe. When we have completed our talk, he will be returned unharmed. I don't believe him, Andy. Why didn't he let Daddy say something? To reassure you, we will let President Alexander talk to you now. I realize this is very unusual for everyone's best interest. I ask you to call off all alerts and to take no action for the next 24 hours. I am assured by my, my unexpected host that I am in no personal danger, nor is anyone else. I am being taken to meet Commander Vard's superiors for some as yet unrevealed reason. I have agreed to a truce for 24 hours. If I am not returned by them, I ask Congress to put the nation on full war footing for its defense. Down into some other space continuum or 
through a galactic time window? All I know is we can't pick it up electronically by laser, satellite, spectroscope, nothing. It's just gone. Then Dad, with it. Gone. No, Gina, he's all right. What makes you so sure? You heard the man. What man? Well, whatever he was, Varg, the spaceship's commander. He promised he'd return your father after they talked to him. What are they? Whoever they are, where to talk to him about? Search me. Oh, don't give the big stone face to me, Andy Harris. You've got to have some idea of what's going on. I swear to you, Jenny, I do not have one clue. And if they don't return dead within 24 hours, then what? All right. I guess we go on full wartime footing. Against what? Well, that's the big question, Jenny. Bad enough that we have to take a step into the last unthinkable war, but to have to make that step without knowing the enemy is kind of mind-boggling. Did you even know that they are the enemy? Yeah, I think President Alexander answered that one for us in the speech we heard. He was the one that set up the time limit. And the way I read it, he wasn't running all that scared. I think he was laying it on the other guys that they weren't dealing for much strength. You really honestly believe that, Andy? Oh, I don't know what I believe. And neither does anyone else. This is the one contingency nobody ever figured to make plans for. Welcome, Varg. You were successful, I fear. I am always successful. It's nice to know someone has a good opinion of you. Someday I will make you sorry for your contempt for me. It isn't contempt, Varg. You're beneath that. Do not give yourself airs, Vida, because you are half borrowed from the life stream. These modules are just as good as you. I don't intend to argue with you. Have you brought our hostage? He is just beyond the door. Can we get on with the business at hand before the Supreme One questions the delay? Oh, one of these days, Vida. Open. You may come in, Mr. President. Thank you. This is Dr. Zeta. You will be in her control now. May I ask why I've been brought here, wherever I am? My instructions do not permit me to do so. Then I demand to be taken before this... this Supreme One. What is it you want of me? My desires are simple and quite practical, Mr. President. I am a doctor. A medical doctor? Yes. May I ask your name? Zeta. That's all? Dr. Zeta? Well, that's fair. It's only identification, after all. Why am I here? As far as it concerns me, there are basic series of tests. Medical. I'm not applying to be a citizen of whatever state you represent. You have joined Mr. Seven as a passenger. It is routine for you to be quarantined until we can determine that you are properly immunized. There isn't time for that. I thought I had made it quite clear to your Commander Varg that if I am not returned to Earth or am not in contact with it within 24 hours, a state of war will exist between us and your country, whatever it's called. We have no country. I beg your pardon? We are survivors. Limited to the travelers on this spaceship. Oh, this is a large cosmos in itself. We are not inconsequential, but we are a culture in search of a home. I don't understand exactly why I have been... Well, why means words. Why I have been kidnapped. What function can I serve for you? I am not quite sure of that myself. It is something you will have to discuss with the Supreme One. 
after I have finished my test. Give me your arm, please. What for? I wish to take a blood sample. If you don't get me in to see your precious supreme one, Dr. Zeta, you will have a bath of blood. My country, for its own protection, will throw all our might against you and blow you and your mother ship out of the sky. Not while you are hostage. Oh, yes. I would disappear with you. I am, after all, not indispensable. You mean you would permit your people to destroy you? I would expect them to if you were the enemy. Are you? First of all, I must carry out my test. And then, I will seek an audience with the Supreme One and tell him you wish to appear before him. I bow in reverence before you, O my father. We recognize your presence, daughter. What is your desire? Not mine, but the Earth's creatures. He demands an audience with you. Demands? He says that if he is not returned immediately, his people will send their ships against us and shoot the mother ship out of the sky. Fortunately, since we are in another time continuum, they cannot find us unless we choose to show ourselves. His threat and his demands are useless. He wants also to know why we have taken him and what it is you want of him. I want you to adapt him. Wash his brain clean so that we can send him back to fulfill our purpose. I don't think I can do that, Father. He is too strong. Then you must change him. Make him completely one of us. I don't know if that is possible. All things are possible. Did you not become completely one of us? Yes. So then shall he. But I can't do that without killing his... It is hard for me to describe to you, Omen, my father. Because we are different. It is you who are different. Do not fill me with old anger. Are you still prattling about the non-existent, what you call the soul? Did we not stamp that out of you? Yes, father. Then should we hesitate to destroy it in a stranger? I am not interested in President Winston Alexander, the earthling, except as he shall serve our needs. However you achieve the result, I want him fully conditioned to carry out those needs and our command. Supposing there was a mother ship from some unimaginable planet coursing in space, looking for a new land to colonize. And supposing if they singled out Earth and felt that was their promised land, how much of it would they lay claim to? Or would they simply follow the pattern of colonialism and take it all? I shall return shortly with Act Two. Who seek a new chance at life. 
By and large, with few exceptions, no country has welcomed the alien more generously. But alien in a science-oriented society is no longer a simple description of someone who may differ in minor ways, such as color, creed, or politics. Tomorrow's alien may come from a background so foreign that there is no hope a world can be shared. You have been long, Dr. Zeta. What news do you bring? I am afraid not what you want to hear, President Alexander. You mean I am not to see your supreme one? He has commissioned me to be his ambassador. Well, under other circumstances, I couldn't be more charmed. Perhaps even under these. What do we have to discuss? Mr. Alexander, if that is the correct term to apply to you. It is perfectly correct. Except somehow between us, I... Yes. Well, I don't know what made me say that. Some... Some strange tug underneath everything makes me want to deny any formality between us. I must tell you, Mr. Alexander, you are wasting your time. I am not a woman, as you conceive of women. Are you so sure? Yes. You must understand about us aboard this ship. We are only humanoids. You cannot judge us by your standards. Humanoids? Robots, if you prefer the word. Although it is not exact. Let me explain. The mother ship on which we are now traveling was named after the planet that was our home. Niklos 7 in the Adumbrian galaxy. Some generations ago, a supernova in our galaxy exploded. And in the Holocaust that swept across our planet, almost all of my ancestors were destroyed. Those that were left found in that environment that was left, the human body, as you would call it, could not be sustained. You mean there was no atmosphere? No air to breathe? What? Oh, there was atmosphere. Poisoned by radiation. And that forced us to adapt. To adapt in what way? Since the human body was eroded, we had to provide an envelope in which to sustain life. We developed what was essentially a machine, an engine wrapped in the simulacrum, the semblance of the human. And we powered it with the mind, the individual souls of those left alive. Well, if you were so successful, why didn't you develop and recolonize your planet? Because, unfortunately, our atmosphere was not stable. And in the time following the Holocaust, we were left with no air to breathe and no way to adapt our robots to some other form of energy. The strongest of us set out on this ship to seek a home in another planet. And you have brought me here to discuss introducing you and your shipmates into our culture? Oh, no, Mr. President. There is nothing to discuss. It is my function to prepare you so that you will make it possible for us to take over your planet. How? It would be hard for me to explain. In storage, against the necessity for constant replacement, we have robots ready to be activated. You see this machine here? Machine? Perhaps you did not recognize it as such. Two rooms behind glass doors. In one, they are already placing your robot. My robot? 
who does not look much like you yet. But the electrodes they are attaching to him will be synchronized with the electrodes he attached to you. And when we are finished, he will be in every physical sense a simulacrum of you, a duplicate of you. And what happens to me? You become a husk to be discarded. What? Hmm, an outmoded model, unable to function in the atmosphere of our new world. What new world? The one that will exist in the dust of radiation and the end of Earth. The world that all of us from Niklo 7 are going to build with your help. I will not be party to anything like this. You had no choice. Vog, see him. Oh, 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 oh. Right, Vog. Put him in the transformer. Afternoon, Ginny. It was quite an adventure. What are you doing? Shut up. 
Is there anyone who's been aware of what's going on in the last 24 hours that's sleeping out of the question? Well, I hope the knowledge hasn't been too general. Oh, I wouldn't know. But Andy says not. He thinks he's been able to keep the lid on. I hope so. Oh, you're, you're okay, aren't you, Daddy? As you can see. Oh, but what went on? Why did they take you? Who are they? Uh, no, 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 no. One question at a time. <laughs> Incidentally, let me close this door. First of all, they are friends. Friends? I shudder to think of what might be about to happen to our world if they hadn't warned me. Warned me what? A monstrous plot to destroy America. An unholy alliance to take over and rule the world if there is any left of it. What do you mean? It's too complex to explain to you, Virginia. There is a secret alliance between a group of mineral-rich nations and our main enemy, which is called the Consortium. The Consortium? They are poised to unleash a massive strike against us which would wipe us out before we had a chance to reply. Now that plot has been uncovered. I, we, have an opportunity to, to treat with them, or at least with our knowledge, to instigate a preventive strike. Thanks to our friends from outer space, we have a chance to buy some time, or force enough, to hammer out a new agreement. If not, we must move first. That's the decision that I have to make. And unfortunately, it must be made alone. Oh, poor Dad. Like you always say, if you only could have shared it with Boots. Um, Boots? Mom, what's the next to call her? Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> but what, what does that have to do with anything? This is a decision of fate. Who is it, Sixth audience? Commander Varg, O Supreme One. You are to be commended, Varg, for your loyalty and bravery to our state. Oh, thank you, Supreme One. I have a little time left. My light is growing dim. You shall be my successor, and I will have you bound in union to my daughter. In her burns the only flame which can guarantee us immortality. You must guard it first, of all things. You said for me, great father. I ask you about the Earthling. Varg has delivered him back to his planet. Has this module, this simulacrum, improperly vested with our ideas and desires? Yes, father. Then we control this robot completely? Yes, father. And the real, what is his name, Alexander has been eliminated? I didn't hear your answer, daughter. The real Alexander has ceased to be a threat. Alexander holds the fate of the world in less 
hands in one hand, in cold fat, in the fingers that may press the button to unleash atomic warfare to end the world. But has Winston Alexander been replaced by a robot, activated by a power in space, who has everything to gain from the end of Earth, and nothing to lose? I shall return shortly with Act Three. Young Chicago. While America sleeps safer in this year of 2029, secure that her kidnapped president has been returned safe and sound, his daughter is the only one to question what we know to be the truth. But the man who sits at one end of the hotline is a robot from outer space, controlled and operated at the whim of the leader of a spacecraft desperate to find a home for his cargo of automatons. Only President Alexander's daughter faintly glimpses the truth. Can her instinct be enough to stop disaster? What are you talking about, Jimmy? You mean they brainwashed him or something? I don't know what I mean, Andy. It's just... It's just... I, I, I know little things. It is not my father. What little things? Oh, I don't know. Like, he called me Virginia. Now, that, that's funny. That's strange. Dad never called me anything but Jim. And he doesn't... I, I, I don't know how to describe it. It, it, it just doesn't feel right. Jimmy... We've all been through the ringer and been pretty shook. Now, you're just jumping at shadow. I'm not. At Boots. Huh? Boots. That was Dad's name for my mother. Dad could never forget it. Jimmy, your mother's been dead for 15 years. He don't forget things like that. Dad wouldn't. He can't forget his own name for her. Did he love to call her? If it isn't your father, who is it? I don't know. Obliterate. The radiation will disintegrate. 
when there are no living left. We robots can make it home. Nuclear war? That's unthinkable. Look, I, I know President Bruskov. He's a man of sanity. He could not start such a war. It is not he who will start it. Who then? Yourself. What? Me? In the image I have created of you and sent back to take your place. Wait a minute. Now I'm beginning to remember that, that, that machine, that scanner, and a robot that you were molding so that it would look like me. You, you, didn't, you, you couldn't have. I already have. He is sleeping at this moment in your bed on earth. When he rises tomorrow, he will still believe what he has been programmed to believe. That his friend, President Ruskov, and a number of leaders from the third world have betrayed him and are prepared to start an atomic war against America. Convinced he has no other option, he will initiate the war instead. In the resulting Holocaust, what survivors are left we will exterminate so that your earth will be fit for us to occupy. Well, then what purpose am I being saved for? When you met, you felt the same urge I did. A long forgotten urge for me. I am not like most Mitrovians. My mother was alive, the last of the humans on our planet. You are the first living man I have ever known. What? I want you. You want me? You want me for what? As a luck charm, as a house pet. Look, I have got to stop what you say is going to happen. There is no way. There has to be. Radar, listen to me. Now, you say that your mother was human, and you are her child. So you must have some feelings. If you, if you have any, if you have any love for me. Love. Well, what made you keep me alive? I don't know. I wanted to know, to feel, to understand why I felt these, these things in me. I never think. It's what I feel for you, love. I doubt that. Love doesn't ask a demand. Love gives. You want me to give you something? Yes. Give me my freedom to go back and to save my world. Frog, what are you doing here? I've been listening to you plan treason against Domingue and our ship. But I ran a screen so no one could listen. As commander of the ship, I have my own communications. No one can shut them down. What is it you want? Him. Why? To eliminate him, as you should have done. Leave him alone. Give me the Earthman to destroy. Give yourself to me. And I will keep your treachery my secret. No. You have no mood to argue. I will destroy him now. Don't. I warn you. How can you stop me? Like this. No. Oh, how can you want to be honest with me? You fool. I am a doctor. If I can create the simulacrum of life, do you think I would not have the power to destroy it? But we, we are deathless. Only the human spirit is that. A robot dies forever with the body. But you can get another body to... Never. It's time that all of us went down to destruction. Good Lord, he's just, he's just disintegrating. It's not a body at all, it's just a mass of wires and circuits and transistors. 
that what's sitting in place of me at this very minute? I'm programmed to blow up your world, as you know it. I've got to get back and stop it. You can't stop it. Only I can do that. Then you have got to. I don't have to do anything. But this I can do, out of free will. You said that loving was giving. I only hope we are in time. Only, uh... Only what? 
Ginny wanted to talk to you for a moment. Well, Ginny will have to wait. I have no time to talk to her now. Close the door. Yes, sir. Bring the box over to the desk and open it. Yes, sir. Why did you, uh, want me to open it, sir? Because I'm going to have to use it. Use it, Mr. President? The forces of evil have bound themselves together in an unholy alliance to wipe the America we know from the face of the earth. We have no choice but to take preemptive action. Open the box and give me the phone. No, sir. What? If you disobey my orders, I'll have you shot. Yes, sir, but not much chance of that since I'm the only one that's armed at the moment. You think for one moment that that outmoded weapon that you're pointing at me could... What's up? I'll open the window and... It's a spaceship. What's it doing here? Let me see. The door is opening. Radar! What are you doing here? Eliminating you. No. That is the end of it. And I think... No. Don't go. I must. But I gave you something to... I gave you back. Your love. What can I say? I production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. 